welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. This is a show where no topic is off limits. Every week, we will be raw and real and give you real life scenarios to help create the relationship that you desire. Guess what, honey? What? You're, are, you need to be like kissing the mic. I'm sorry, boo. We need to kiss the mic together. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like way back here. So. Oh, okay. Guess what, honey? What? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back from our holiday hiatus. Yes. So I was, you were asking what um, episode number we're on. And it showed the last time that we posted a podcast. It was December 18th. And today is like December 20th, I think. It's December I mean, <laughs> 20th today? Oh. Huh. Please no. That's that's yeah. I can't do Christmas again. Yeah. Um, no, January twentieth. So it's been a month and two days. A month and two days. I've missed recording. Me too. So, um, do we want to jump right in, or is there anything you want to talk about first, or? No, just uh, hope everybody enjoyed the holidays. It was quite. Uh, an experience for us, but um, <laughs> so is everybody, if you've known, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we're in transition and uh, moving and different stuff like that. So we were in Airbnb for a while and then we went to families and then we came back in and stayed in a hotel for a little bit. So um, it's been a crazy couple months, but it um, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Finally. And we're in our own place. And it feels amazing. And it was kind of funny because when we were moving in, there was ice between the truck and the um, covered area. And so you were handing me stuff from the truck so neither of us would have to walk over the ice. And you handed some dirty, clo dirty clothes to me. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do some laundry. <laughs> and I got excited and I did laundry. Yeah. Well... For anybody who knows who's, you know, lived in a, you know, the hotel life for a week or so that, um, yeah, doing laundry at a public place, it's not very fun. No, yeah. it is not fun at all. So, you know what else really sucks about being in a hotel for like a week and a half and being at families and being in an Airbnb with your son in your closet sleeping? You know what really sucks? What? It affects your sex life oh yeah that's why we've had s so much sex lately huh yeah we're doing a lot of makeup a lot of makeup it's like you know we got at least 20 times to make up so it's like uh the rate we've been going will be made up in um not even a week <laughs> <laughs> nasty girl it's the way you like me <laughs> okay so i don't know how we did it but that naturally leads in to our topic tonight or to, well it's nighttime we're recording so yeah so so what is our topic tonight all so because we've been in airbnb and all these you know a hotel and my parents house and all that like we were going to bed really early and so i wouldn't be tired so i'd be laying in bed on pinterest and pinterest you know they um what is it called, honey? Where they know what you like? What's that called? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Facebook does it too. Um, 
stalking. Stalking. No, they gather like information about you. Yeah. I can't think of the name, but anyways. Oh, like what we use for the website? The pixel? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No, like they have, oh my gosh, this is going to bug me now. They have targeted, not targeted, they've read me. They know what I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. They capture information about you and then they retarget you. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's being a dork. Anyways, so um, they Pinterest knows exactly what I like and what I want to see. And I have been reading a lot of stuff on relationships and sex and just how to so be a better been person. Reading a lot of stuff on sex. Yes, because I wasn't getting any, getting hardly any sex from you. So yeah, yeah. What kind sucked. of stuff were you reading on sex? Very informative stuff. Really. Yeah, some of like, it was actually really interesting. Like positions or no, it wasn't no, anything like, like that. How tos? Uh, no. No, not like that. No, it wasn't anything <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was more like relation relationships. Oh, and girl stuff. Okay, girl gotcha. Stuff. You know, a guy would be like, "Ooh, positions." Well, I, I don't know. I kind of like talking about positions too. But, anyways. Speaking of positions, that um, position yesterday was pretty bomb. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it really was. Anyways. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. Thanks, yep, honey. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I came across Focus, this. Focus, woman. Focus. Ooh, just. Okay. So, this article was called, how, like, how often do men's need. Do men need to have sex? Okay, the first part of that, I was like, okay, I got to read this. Need? I mean, it is a need. But just the way it came across was like, it's not something they want. Like, it's a necessity. Well, I guess it is. It is for us. It is a need. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm totally off today, I guess. So let me read what this person wrote in to whoever was writing the article. How often do guys need to have sex? I just don't think about sex much. I guess it isn't a need for me. But my husband says he thinks about it all the time and he gets crabby that I'm often too tired. Even though I can go weeks or months, OMG, months, um, and not miss it, since he can't, I try to do the right thing. WTF, honey. Um, but oddly, even though he says he's deprived, when I tell him, okay, that just makes him mad. He says he wants me to, he says he wants me to want it like he does. I feel like I can't win. But if I knew how often a man needs sex, I could plan on it. And hopefully that would help. <laughs> so I read you that. I didn't even read you anything else on the article. And your wheels were spinning. Yes. So let me... Just read this, or you can actually you do that because that's that's more of a guy. So that paragraph right there. So this is somebody's response. Yeah, this is the response. Re okay. So Which right part? here. Right that here. part. Yeah, okay. just read that paragraph. Dear, not feeling so frisky. How would you feel if you told your husband, "I need to hear you say I love you," and he heaved with a big sigh and said, "Okay, I'll try to say it," but how often do you need to hear it? Is once a week okay? Whatever it is, tell me. 
and I'll plan on that. <laughs> deep, deep stuff. Yes. Like, I mean, because for a woman, it's all mental. For a man, it's way more physical. I mean, for a man, it's still like mental. So hold on, hold on, hold on, go, hold on, hold on. You, I got a go. big thought, big thought. Okay. okay. This is actually in the woman's favor. Okay. Just a little bit. <clears throat> because she's obviously not finding it enjoyable. Uh-oh. Okay. 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 So joy, joyful experiences, you create a habit and a need-based behavior to repeat them because they are joyous. Yes. So she has had prolonged experiences that are not that enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. So who needs to step up here? I think, well... They both do. Well, they both do. But okay, so we're talking about the woman, though, because this is pretty bad. And we'll go into her in a second. Okay. But I'm coming from the man's point of view. Okay. My woman don't want to be with me. Ouch. Okay. Okay. I'm not doing something right. Okay. So these begging sessions turn into, uh, first thing I would tell them to do is stop begging. Like pretend like she doesn't exist. Stop that shit like right away because that just feeds into this whole thing. His thing is for him to become desirable for her Ooh. and create this positive experience leading up to sex. Like he needs to like massage her back for like 30 minutes, like just make her feel really, really good. Right. Yeah. And just create this positive experience going into it. Which is like, oh, my God, I want some more of that. Yeah. Because right now she's like, oh, my God, I don't want no more of that. Yeah. So the man needs to take responsibility and step up. Yeah. Because he's 50% responsible for creating the intimacy. You're right. In the marriage. Yeah. So if she was getting pleased, would she, in, in this overwhelming sense, would she have this attitude? No. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Because so because for women it is so mental. Like for me, I can sit there and watch you do the dishes, take out the trash, clean, do something with the kids, and I just look at you and my admiration skyrockets. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. I am he like he is so attractive. Yeah. As the man, are you doing that kind of thing? Ooh, okay. We're picking on the man now, okay? Oh, we're going to touch so, on the women, yeah, yeah, so yeah. don't think so, you're going to be free from this. She don't want you. How come? Yeah. And the first thing that comes is, just like you said, it's the admiration. You, you, you've you lost the admiration would be the first thing. And what area do you need to work on to build that respectable admiration back? Yeah. Because if she's like, whew, I just, you know, admire this man, then there would be longing for intimacy. And this yeah. is just not about sex, just closeness. She yeah. would long to be intimate, that is, you know, close together, um, which that usually leads to sex. But uh, yeah. <laughs> she would long for, for that intimacy if there was but that she, ador adoration there. Yeah, but she would be having that need for her filled. Yeah. 
because it's the emotional part the women need. So, like you were saying for the man, like, okay, men, let's step up. Don't ask your wife for sex. Mm-hmm. Don't ask her. Yeah, don't even be, do, like, needy or beggy or anything like that. What the man should do is, like, begin to transform his routine. Okay, so let's put us in this position. Okay. You're this man. I'm the woman, okay? And what would you do? And then I'm going to say what I would want you to do. Okay. So let's see what if What I would immediately point. do um, <clears throat> if I was in that situation, I would focus on my weight. I would create a discipline that helped me physically. I would create a, a routine uh, in the morning that was kind of empowering to me. It made me feel better about myself. I would just be a leader uh, and step up, you know, at work and at home and just begin to kind of lead and go from there. So what I'm saying is I would work on myself like deeply. Mike, drop. Damn. So not what I was going to say, but that's good. Because if you're doing those things, you're going to feel better about yourself. And that's important. Yeah, but what what happens to you when I do those things? I will notice that you care about yourself um, and that you're doing what you can mm-hmm. to make yourself better. Yeah, and if a woman sees an empowered man who's leading. See, here, here's the way our genetics work. Uh, sex is for procreation, yeah, but the, the there's an attraction to the 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 alphaness of it, and it's a proven fact that you, the the women in a certain environment will go to the alpha, and if that one's taken, they'll go to the second, to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth, because they're looking for someone who is empowered and confident and leading. So if you're being that person at home. It's going to naturally spark in that sexual drive in the woman. And so she perceives you as weak, not a leader, undesirable, uninspired. Um, Good luck getting any intimacy out of that. So, you know, I'm just like sitting here thinking, okay, what could you do if we were in this situation? You know, do all those things, but go out and chop some wood. That's what I'm talking about. Masculine energy. Like... Be someone that she admires. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Because I'm sorry, if I'm sitting there and I'm doing whatever I need to do, you're outside chopping wood, I'd be like, ooh, look at those muscles. Ooh, look at how he's swinging that axe. I would be so freaking (laughs) turned on. (laughs) Okay, so that goes to admiration. Now, that might not work with every woman, but she'd be like, oh, look at that sweaty-ass uh, man over there. But if you're doing, you know, all these certain things and building admiration, um, any form of masculinity is going to work. So, you're outside. We're going back to chopping wood. Okay. <laughs> it sounds... Okay, you know what I want to see you do, honey? We need some wood. We need uh-huh. to go chop it. Yeah. Okay. Refocused. <laughs> So, you're outside. They didn't know this was going to be a lust fest. Fest. (laughs) We're looking at each other, just longing for each other. We are. Yeah. Should we cut the podcast short, honey? Uh, Maybe. But we are in the bedroom right now recording. So, we talked about the man. Is there anything else we need to talk about the man? Yes. So, you're outside. You're chopping wood. Just being this, like, you know, 
burly man who's like doing this physical work exercise and then you can come in the house take the trash out do the dishes oh <laughs> i'm sorry okay so here it comes down to intimacy has to do with the deposits that you're making <clears throat> the deposits you're making right yeah. pleasurable experience passionate um it'll probably be require some selflessness for a while to build it back up because yeah. the intimacy bank account is gone. There's nothing there. If your wife has to say how many times, like she said, um, it's a duty, it's a responsibility. It's not something that, um, is long for it's a requirement. And if you're in that phase, you are in trouble and coming at it at any form of, I need this and getting hussy and fussy that you're not getting sex as a man you're acting like a pansy ass first like stop all that bullshit work on yourself and become desirable again because you are a wuss yeah well and you do in all her eyes yeah you do all that you come in you do the dishes maybe even okay that night laying in bed just sit there and massage her back not expecting anything that goes along with the deposits are you talking to me <laughs> I would just play. I'm like, ooh. Right? No, I know where that would lead. Um, but, you know, not even expecting anything in return. Because if you sit there and you're massaging and then when you're done, you just roll over, she's going to be like, ooh, that was nice. Yeah. You know? So it's a combination of of working on yourself and empowering yourself, um, not playing this little wussy man that's just like, can't we have sex? Like, I wouldn't even, like, touch her ass or, like, nothing until you start building all those deposits and just put up this kind of little um, wall for a little while, build yourself up, become desirable, begin to make deposits every day, and um, watch something change. Well, and say, even if you just did this, for, you know, during the week, do it Monday through Friday, and, you know, you're massaging her back every night, Friday night, see where it leads. Yeah. You know, and you don't have, don't even ask. Just, you know, instead of massaging her back, massage her sides and, you know, just naturally let it lead to some foreplay and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Talk about the woman now. So there's something seriously wrong with you not desiring your husband and to pretend like there's not a problem it is crazy and so as a woman the same as the man you have allowed the intimacy in your marriage to be robbed you have allowed it to happen and so my question would be why have you settled why have you allowed for a loveless marriage as far as the intimacy is concerned yeah you know and going from like I was in a relationship where I was that woman that we were just reading from. Like I could go weeks and months and like I was fine without sex. I did not desire it mm -hmm. with you and I, with our relationship, the way it is, it is so difficult to go three days without making love. Mm -hmm. It's just, I feel like it's been a month. Like, I mean, it might sound like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not, you know, in the Airbnb, you know, we had to 
be very strategic on our ability to have sex. You know, because there just was so many different aspects to it. But we had to get very creative. And there were times we would go three or four days and, like, it sucked. I mean, I'd sit there and be like, when was the last time? Because I need it. I went from a point of not caring. I could go months without. And now with you, it's like three days and I feel like I'm being robbed of something. Yeah. Um, but it all goes down to my desire for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like you've made so many freaking deposits, man. I wish that could be a real bank account because <laughs> we would be rich. So, you know, as far as this lady um, lying to herself, it's not a need for me. Okay. <sighs> That's a lie. It's a lie that she's told over and over and that she's accepted. And the reason why she doesn't think about sex because it's not a need for me. Um, bullshit. What is real honesty is the lack of communication that has taken place is saying, this is what I need for you to please me and really creating the intimacy that she wants also so it can be enjoyable to her and this great experience and so there's a communication that she's not communicating what she wanted and this probably happened like 10 years ago who knows like what she needed um, for enjoyment and for pleasure and, and for a positive experience and she let all that die and now it's all about him and he just wants to um Oh gosh, I don't want to say this because I'm being crude, but um, just, just huh? Well, just say it. Masturbate inside of her. He just wants to to use oh, her. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, he just wants to to get his and, and go. So. You know, I we heard that on another podcast. I don't remember whose it was, but it was. Um, yes, the couple is having sex, but for the man, it was like he was masturbating inside of her. Yeah. At first, I'm okay. Maybe some people will think it's crude, but that's all it was because the woman was not there. She was like, okay, let me lay here. Are you done yet? Yeah. That's all it is. There is nothing more to it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Anything else for a woman? I think I do. Yeah. something else. I do too. And you can read through the article too. It's really good. Um, I get having young kids. I get being tired. Tired. That's what I want to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. We've all been there. The husband has gone all day working. You're at home with the kids. Or if you're, you know, a working mom, you work, and then you come home, and then you got the kids, and it's just like, <sighs> I'm so tired. Yep. So at the end of the day, if that's how you are and you truly don't have any energy left, how about you wake up a little bit earlier, 30 minutes earlier in the day or yeah. in the morning? Have that be your time. Yeah. Well, for a man, I would think about this. Okay, so too tired. That's legit. That's a legit reason, okay? So you create a system whereby you pamper her. And what immediately comes to my mind is, say, Saturday morning, breakfast is made for her. And then she's off to go get her nails done. And then when she comes back, she has, she, she has you there and giving her a nice massage. And so the care of the day starts out as she's being pampered and well taken care of. 
which leads into, you know, better, better results than, so women are not going to have sex with a dirty house. Like if there's crap everywhere and the room and there's crap everywhere and you think that you're going to have intimacy, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's right. Because if like for me, because I do like it clean, if we're in the bedroom and you're wanting to be intimate and I'm looking around and I'm like, there's clothes on the floor, there's trash over there. Um, the kids' lunch from five days ago is over in this corner. Like, there is no way I'm going to be able to have my mind focused on you and be able to have an enjoyable experience. So it's up to the man to step up. And he doesn't have to be alone in this. He can be like, kids, time to clean. You know what I mean? And whatever it is to create the environment for intimacy. We think that we can come home from work, right? And... She's been dealing with the kids all day and it's five, six, seven, eight o'clock at night and think that there's energy for sex. It's just, it's just not going to happen very often. That's why, you know, looking back, we've always made time in the morning. There's something about the morning. If everything is taken care of at night and you go from the morning time and, and go from there, it's, it's a whole lot easier than creating intimacy at the end of the day. It really is. Um, I think we've almost always been where our time is in the morning. Um, I think very few times it's been in the evening um, because of that reason right there. Like we're tired, we've been working all day, our, we're mentally drained. And for us, we have a lot more energy. We're able to focus on each other better and it's so much more enjoyable. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just what, what works so well for us. Um, now, if you're in this position and you're going weeks and months without any intimacy with you and your partner, like, it is going to take a lot of, um, you're going to have to be very um, intent. Um, yeah. That's the word, right? Intentional. Yeah, you're going to have to be very intentional. Thank you. Um, to get this back on track for the man and the woman. Yeah. And so you may have to plan this for a while. Yeah. You're going weeks and months. You know what? Make it a night. Yeah. You know, every week, whether you really want to or not, I mean, that sounds bad, but it doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you have something else to do. It's Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day you choose that is your night and you make it happen. And after you do this for so long, you will get to a place where it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. You look forward to it. And then, you know, because I mean, if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, like we're not your average couple. Our average is every other day, you know? And so, once you get where that once a week is good, try adding a second day. See what it does for your relationship. I really believe that be- we have such a good relationship because we are so good together and we do communicate so well. But I also think it's because we are intimate so often. And that intimacy just spills out into the rest of our relationship. Yeah. That's good stuff. So my... Last thought was that the I gave 
a, the woman the pass as far as creating the the daily routine and 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 it's probably not a good idea because she suffers from energy loss and tiredness that there needs to be a certain routines and activities that rejuvenate you fill you with energy um, so I'd ask are those taking place or are is your daily routine surrounded by life-sucking activities that leave you dry and empty? And if that's the case, why have you allowed that to happen? Yeah. And another thing is, is that, okay, so tiredness. I, I gave it a little bit of a pass that, okay, it's a legitimate uh, reason. But if that's your go-to, here, here's what it sounds like. You have a child who's hungry. Let's even say a baby who's crying. Right. And they need to be fed as need to be fed. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll get the correlation in a minute. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We need <laughs> to be fed. Okay. But you say, I am too tired to feed you. This, this is called neglect. This is called not giving a person what they need. So we wonder why our marriage is dying. It's because we're not feeding it. And we're saying that we're too tired, which is an excuse saying that I am too tired to feed you to give you what you need. And that sounds ludicrous. Just like the statement below where it says, you know, I know that you need words of affirmation, to, but how many times do you really need it? Do you think we can get by with once a month maybe? And I'm sorry, that sounds freaking ridiculous when you put it in that terms. Yeah. It really does. So this is... So feed your man. Yes. So two points that... um that this made me think of is one as the woman it's not always the man's responsibility to initiate sex it's not so surprise your man have him come home from work and you got dinner ready you have a babysitter your kids are away from the house dinner's ready candle lit music go on you know like whatever you need to do and then just have it be a romantic evening that ends yeah. with sex Here's another thing. If there's something that grosses you out about your man, you might need to communicate it because if very true. Yeah. If it's like, Oh my God, it's like a jungle down there. I wish he would like trim it up or manscaping is a thing like something that can be fixed. Like, honestly, if you told me that, um, I was a little unattractive to you naked, then I would go ahead and begin to work my ass off to make sure that there wasn't anything in the way. So if your man takes off your clothes and you're like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> and it goes the same for women, you know. I mean, chances are your husband's not going to tell you that. But how do you feel about yourself? Like, if you're 100% honest with yourself, how do you feel when you look at yourself naked in the mirror? Yeah. If you're not comfortable, you can do something about it. There's there's many things that we can do about a lot of things. Of course, obviously, there's some things we just, there's no control over um, certain aspects of aging and, and so forth. But if your man has gotten to the point where um, he's unattractive and not sexually desirable, um, it's something that needs to be communicated in one way or fashion. I know this is probably one of the most difficult talks you'd probably ever have in your life. But um, you can go ahead and let your marriage die and intimacy come to nothing. 
and uh, or you can do something about it. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. So everyone says it's a need for a man to have sex. It's a need. Well, I mean, when you get to a certain point for me, it's a need. Like, I need to be intimate with you. It's not even a want anymore. It's a need. It's like breathing. It's like freaking eating. Like, I need it. So when a man makes love to his wife and she is fully present in the moment and she's enjoying it, what does it do for you? So compare, Uh say I'm just laying there in bed. I'm like, are you done yet? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Right there, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels good. If I'm doing that versus I'm all in it, feels amazing, like you can tell. (laughs) You can tell. (laughs) What is the difference for you and how does it make you feel as a man? Um, Massive increase of masculine energy. And this is what men are missing, especially going in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Our masculinity, our hormones, everything begins to decrease. And so anything that we can do to build our masculinity is helpful. But during sex, if that is happening, it's like, oh, yeah. Talk about like grunting or the Tim Allen, like, oh, 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 oh." Tim, (laughs) like, like that is the like plugging the masculinity thing into the wall and getting juiced up. And you're like, that's right, baby. You know what I mean? And it's just um, men need it. We wonder why that we, you know, we have a bunch of pansy ass men. Um, They're not getting charged up with their masculinity. Yeah. So that, so that's what it is. So like I was reading some other article. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember exactly what it was saying, but basically it was like, you know, for a woman, the intimacy not necessarily the physical part, but everything leading up to it, the touching, the words of affirmation, doing the dishes, like that feeds us emotionally, which is something that we really need. Um, For men, it's the sexual part, but it's like what you were saying. Um, I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but it's not so much the act, the orgasm and that it's, Oh baby, she thinks I'm sexy and mm-hmm. that that sort of thing. You know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there. If you know you're ha- having um, relations with your man once a month, and he does have this masculine energy, and uh, he still has a high testosterone, um, you can guarantee he's probably masturbating about twelve times a month. Um, and there's probably could be porn involved in that situation too. So you are not meeting your man's needs. So he is making sure to meet them himself. So, yeah. And we've gone into, you know, masturbation, the needs and all that, um, and other episodes. So we won't get into it here a whole lot, but like, I can't even imagine like, because that's just not something that either of us need to do. And so like, if I knew that you were in the bathroom masturbating and I'm sitting out here in bed, like that'd make me feel like shit <laughs> be- because it'd be like, what am I doing wrong? Do you not find me attractive? And it would start making me question myself. And it's just, yeah, 
you know, just like a downward spi- spiral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much. Uh, I have much else to say, but uh, that was a, a great topic. It was. It was really good. I'm sure. I mean, I've saved several articles that I've read, and I'm sure we'll be talking about those, too. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So let's bring that home. So women don't use being tired as an excuse. Be intentional. Schedule a weekly night for now and see how it um, changes your relationship. Men. Start working on yourself. Become somebody that you admire because it'd be guaranteed if you admire yourself that other people would admire you also, especially your mate. So I would start with those things and then lean towards what way can I make deposits repeatedly over and over again. Cool. Love it. Okay. So we are going to do something new. Tim doesn't even know about it. Um, I just remembered it. So. There's something that I heard on another podcast that I really, really enjoyed, and I want to try to bring it into our podcast. And it's at the end, and we just say, like, one thing that, for each of us individually, one thing that we really enjoyed about the week, like the best part of it for us, and then the worst part of it. Okay. So, what was the worst part of the week for you? The worst part of the week was you traveling and being away from you for a couple days really sucky yes so um the worst part i can't really talk about on here but it does go into the fact that i was away from you um and we just weren't able to be together and we were gone so best part of the week i'm sure is the same for both of us me coming home (laughs) (laughs) uh yes i had uh so many really cool things happen this week uh you coming home is number one, uh, and then being connected together again and and uh, feeling uh, inspired in a sense. Um, uh, the fresh vision that we have for our business, um, the starting of podcasting again in, in all avenues of our business, um, spending time with the kids, um, hiking and, and sledding and just being goofy and watching movies and um, oh, a powerful week. That's awesome. I agree. Okay. So if you guys are finding any sort of value from our podcast, if you could um, rate, comment, and review our podcast, it would make such a huge difference from, uh, for us because it really helps to get our podcast out there to even more people. And that is our ultimate goal. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> you're ready to finish it. Oh, hey, go check out my new book. Do the impact challenge.com. Yes. Do the impact challenge.com. Completely free. You don't need to put your in, put in your email. Just click the button. It's neat. Love it. 